Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of the Power of Forgiveness podcast. My name is Dwayne State, and I want to thank you for tuning in. This podcast is meant to help those towards the path of forgiveness for the ones who have been hurt, heartbroken, forever changed by something that was said or done to them, which changed their mindset, the course of their relationships, their future, and even their life in general. With this podcast, I speak about the lessons I've learned from forgiveness and give it to you, the audience. Today, I want to talk about forgiving the authorities in our lives. Dictionary.com gives a definition of authority figures as a person whose real or apparent authority over others inspires or demands obedience and emulation. In this case, I'm talking about parents teachers, police officers, bosses, coaches, mentors, teachers, everyone who is in authority. Now, in a perfect world, a figure of authority is supposed to look out for the people under him or her to make sure that they are taken care of, to make sure that they are prepared to go out into the world and help the people to be better than the authority themselves, right? Right. But unfortunately, we live in a broken world. And while there are some people in authority who do these things, we have others in authority who are self-serving, hurting others, stepping on the backs of other people to get ahead, throwing people under the bus, and many more things. I know you have one or maybe five people in mind who do that. So I want to tell you a story. The story of David. In 1 Samuel chapter 24, Saul had just returned from fighting the Philistines, and he was told that David had gone into the wilderness. Now, to rewind a little bit, everyone knows the story of David and Goliath, but if not, David defeated the mighty giant Goliath, and Saul was the king at the time, and he was the man back then. But as soon as David defeated Goliath. Everyone started singing David's praises and Saul got jealous. Whenever Saul did one thing, David did a thousand times better. The people loved him and Saul hated him. Fast forward, Saul has gotten to a point where he wants to kill David. So he's gone out into the wilderness. Saul was David's boss. Whatever Saul needed help to go to sleep, he would call David and say, please play a tune to help me fall asleep. And David would help him. David got so ingrained in Saul's life that his son, Saul's son, Jonathan, actually became David's best friend. But the hatred within Saul grew so much that he wanted to kill David. So to continue on, Saul chose 3,000 troops to find David, and he searched for him. Now, over time, as the search happened, Saul had to use the bathroom. <laughs> so he found a cave and did his business. Now, the funny thing is, the same cave that Saul went to use the bathroom in David was hiding, along with some men that he had encountered. 
The men said, now's your chance. You could kill him. He tried to kill you. Why don't you kill him? But David's conscience started to bother him. He didn't kill him. He snuck up behind him and cut off a piece of his robe. He said, the Lord forbid that I should do this to my Lord, the king. And I shouldn't attack the Lord's anointed one, for the Lord himself has chosen him. So David restrained his men and did not let them kill Saul. Now after Saul had left the cave, David came out and shouted to him, My Lord the king. And Saul looked and saw David. David said to Saul, why are you listening to these people who say I'm trying to harm you? You could see today that is not true. Back was you in, when you was in the bathroom relieving yourself, I could have taken your life then. And even my men told me to kill you. But I didn't. Look. And he raised up his hand and showed the piece of the robe that he cut from Saul. When he saw that, Saul looked at him and said this, is that really you, my son, David? And he cried, you are a better man than I am, for you repaid me good for evil. You have been amazingly kind to me today. For when the Lord put me in a place where you could have killed me, you didn't do it. I now realize that you are going to be the king and that Israel will flourish under your rule. Now swear to me by the Lord that when that happens, you will not kill my family and destroy my line of descendants. So David promised this to Saul with an oath. And Saul went home. And David and his men went back to their stronghold. Now, I want you to really think about this. The authority in David's life, Saul hated David so much, he wanted to kill him. And instead of David exacting revenge, he had the opportunity, he had the means, he had the motive. The trifecta. But he chose to not kill him. To me, that is one of the biggest acts of forgiveness, where you have a chance where someone, the authority, had a means to kill you, but you decide to let it go because you know it's not the right thing to do. How many of you have been hurt by an authority in your life? Where they've damaged your character. They've physically assaulted you. Manipulated your emotions. Or worse. That's happened to a lot of people. I'll give you an example for me. When I was an undergrad in college, I was taking a programming class. Programming is not my strong suit. I will fully admit that. 
and I was taking a C++ class. One day, I was hanging outside of my out of outside of a classroom, just chilling with my friends, just cracking jokes. And my program professor came out and said, "Hey, could y'all keep it down? I'm teaching a class." To which we said, "Our fault. We'll leave." Out of everybody, the program professor called me out and said, "Hey, what are you doing?" I just said, "I'm just." Hanging out with my friends, cracking jokes like normal people do. And he said, no, why are you here? This isn't something I can tell what you want to do. Stop wasting your parents' money. I looked around and said, excuse me? Now, in my mind, I said to myself, out of all the people here, you decide to... Single me out? Programming is not my strength. Don't get me wrong. But that don't mean I'm going to stop going to college. Waste my parents' money? You have no idea, sir, who I am or what they have done for me. It didn't end there. I work in the academics department of my school where we were in charge of the professor's schedules, their mail, the books that are distributed to the teachers, and everything. One day in the programming class, there was an exam I took, and I passed. Look at God. <laughs> and I didn't think anything of it. A couple of days later, I went into work, and I saw that my coworkers were crying. One woman who had seniority over me and my boss. I was trying to figure out what was going on. Was there a death in the family? Did something happen? I didn't know. I was called into the office. My boss's office, to be exact. My boss came to me and said, Dwayne, there's been an accusation. An accusation of what? There's been an accusation that you broke into the book room. I'm sorry. You went into the book room that are reserved for the teachers to get the answers, copy the answers from a book, and then pass your exam that way. You've been accused of cheating, Dwayne. When I tell you how Heated I was to hear that. And my coworker, who's known me since I started there, tears streaming down her face, that hurt me. Because not only did you attack my character, you hurt me and the people I care about. That's three strikes against you. So with that said, my manager said, Dwayne, I'm going to have to bar you from book room privileges. You can't go in there to grab books for teachers anymore. I'm not going to lie to you. I was pissed off. You accused me of cheating because I actually did good on an exam. Mind you, I didn't get 100. Not that I can remember. I think I got a B on that exam. 
Don't you think if I had gotten a book from the book room, I would have copied all the answers to get a hundred and not a B? But that's neither here nor there. I went to my academic advisor who said, you need to retaliate. I called my parents, who are the authorities in my life whose opinion I respect. They said, Dwayne, you did nothing wrong. There's no need to retaliate. But if you want to write something to your defense, we will help you. To which I did. At the end of the semester, without looking in the book room, I made the dean's list. And I passed this course. Not only that, the semester after that, where I had already had no access to the book room, I made Dean's List again. I repeated. I was hurt, pissed off. But I forgave him. And I let it go. Why? Because I know who I am. I know what I'm capable of. And I'm not going to let someone who has authority over me tell me who I am, what I should do. That's opposite of what I know of who I am. Opposite of what God and who Jesus say I am. I'm not going to let that anger stay inside of me. I'm not going to let that heartbreak stay inside of me. I'm not going to let any of that negativity overpower me or overshadow me, nor the light that I have. So I chose to let it go. And it felt good to get Dean's list twice. So for all of those who've been hurt by an authority, whether it be a coach, a mentor, a teacher, a parent, or even higher up. Forgive them. Let it go. Now, when I say forgive them, it doesn't mean that they are absolved or free of any wrongdoing. No, no, no. Not at all. When I say forgive... It's like I said before, it's not letting what that person or people said or did to you affect you, your spirit, your future, or where you're going in life. And that it's not an excuse for or enabling someone's behavior, but it's not letting what that person or people did hold you back or keep you from being or grabbing all that God wants you to be and has for you. Don't hold that anger inside. Don't hold that pain inside. I want you to grow. I want you to thrive. I want you to get that joy, healing, and freedom that you've been looking for. 
Now, before we end the episode, I always give you something to think about. So this is something I would like for you to do. On a sheet of paper, write down any authority that has hurt you, made you angry, or caused you heartbreak in the past or currently. Write down what they've done. How has that affected you? How is that affecting you now? Write down a prayer asking God on how to forgive them. Maybe there are ways you already know on how to forgive them, and if so, write it down and forgive them. And also ask God if that relationship should be restored or to leave it where it is. Forgiveness does not always mean reconciliation. Maybe there was a time where that relationship was thriving and now that season is over. Or maybe you take a break and it'll come back. Or maybe it's time to be restored. Whatever it is, ask God. He'll give it to you. Trust me, I know I've been there. Well, thank you for listening to the third episode of the Power Forgiveness podcast, where we talked about how authority figures are supposed to build you up, make you better than the authority themselves, make sure you're taken care of, and how we're living in a broken world, and that some authorities will hurt you. And that to now start to take steps to forgive them. Remember the story of Saul and David and my story. And start making those steps toward forgiveness today. Now, if you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate it on all platforms, and most importantly, share it with others. They may need it. You never know. I want you all to have an amazing day, an amazing week. And remember that forgiveness is not letting what that person said or did to you affect you, your spirit, your future, or where you're going in life. And that it's not an excuse for or enabling someone's behavior, but not letting what that person or people did hold you back or keep you from being or grabbing all that God wants you to be or has for you. Y'all have a good one.